think um, you need to say clearly what happened. Who gives a fuck? I don't care if you personally kick Candace Owens and her stinky cray cray. I know this is gonna be a lot of you, but Let's keep this shit funky. Uh, I'm gonna turn off my show tools. <laughs> Let me turn off my show tunes. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! That was, was so uh, fucking amazing. It was a ama- oh my god! It was amazing. Amaze balls. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, a term made specifically for our homosexual brothers and sisters. Straight men cannot use phrases like amaze balls. Amaze? No, not at all. Not a. <laughs> Okay, so shit, we're gonna do it without the. All right, so <laughs> I'm I'm rolling. I just hit fucking record. Like <laughs> technical difficulties gonna have us here all day. God damn! All right, so I'll just have to match it up later. That's tech speaks for. We'll do it in post. Hey, welcome to. Unpopular <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, opinion show. I probably fucked that up. Stumbled on my over my tongue. Yeah, let's go. But we get the show. Unpopular opinion. Yes. Um. So for th- those who are listening, um, and that may be watching as well, uh, we've been plagued with technical difficulties in trying to record this episode. Um, and it's it, I'm laughing at it myself because it sounds like two old men trying to figure out technology. But hey, shit happens. We're here. We're we're going we're gonna plow through this shit so welcome what's up mike how you doing this week how, how was your week oh uh, man my week was pretty good um it was a little busy a lot rainy uh you know i've been trying to get some projects done and i'll go outside with you know my wood and my stain and i'm ready to go and then it starts raining and my ass is back in the house so yeah. <laughs> but yeah i mean it was yeah, good this- man it was a good relaxing week yeah yeah here, same same here this week went by so it felt like Right after Tuesday, the week zipped by. <laughs> so this, and like after Tuesday, for some reason, it just, you know, uh, uh, somebody mashed on the gas and it's like, oh shit, we on Friday? Okay. <laughs> so I'm not mad at that though. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying to get better at enjoying the week. I've said this to my wife, you know, because I, I, you know, Especially back when I was in the, in the clubs and stuff and DJing in the clubs and stuff like that, I always look forward to getting back to the weekend. And then always missed out on Monday through Thursday. Because there was some amazing shit that could happen. But, but if, if you don't, don't, if you don't, you know, pay attention or cherish though that time, time goes by even faster. So I, I try to get out of living for the weekend type shit. So uh, it doesn't always work. It doesn't always work. That was all, very but. fucking insightful, dude. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I've learned some shit to come along, I guess. I don't know, at some point. It's buried in there somewhere. Somewhere in there, there's some lessons learned and 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 some some good shit that I can pass on to my children. And um it's just uh coffee and alcohol may bring it out every once in a while. I don't know. So, Speaking of lessons learned and and lessons relearned, I relearned a lesson last night. What's that? Um, I'm sitting in the house. Uh, it's Friday, I, you know, drink a little beer, chill. And I start thinking about one of my exes. Oh boy. That's all, that could be dangerous. It usually is like no good thing starts, you know, with, I was thinking about my ex. 
hit her up. Oh, you know, shit. what you're doing, what you what you're getting into, boom, boom, boom. She sends pictures of this delicious curry dish that she made. It just looked good. So I'm like, yo, I ain't been to the grocery store in four weeks. I kid you not. At first, it started off as being lazy. Now it's just, I want to see how far I can go before I have to go to the grocery store. It's like when you drive. Yeah, you know, it's like when you're driving and you all eat and you're like, I can make it. I can make it. So that's kind of where I am with the grocery store. So she shows me this food, right? And it looks delicious. It's a vegan dish. It's curry and chickpeas. And, you know, that's my thing. That's the lane I, I ride in for the most mm-hmm. part. So I'm like, yo, you got you got enough for two. She's like, yeah, come through. So I go through and she's in her 40s. She's hit that uh-huh. space where um, she's got to work out. And she's okay. working out like a maniac, so she looks amazing. Okay, hang on one second. Nah. No, okay. Nah. <laughs> that was the lesson I relearned. We started talking, bro. And she was saying things, and I was like, yeah, that's why we don't we don't get out like that. We watched a movie. Okay, okay. I had a beer and I was like, deuces, I'm out. I relearned. Yeah, Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. You didn't play yourself. I did not play myself. I played myself real talk by going. Okay. By okay. hitting her up and going, I played myself. But I didn't play myself further by smashing. Good job. To your point, there are lessons buried in there somewhere. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and titties make you forget them. <laughs> okay, if I may, because we spoke on this, we spoke on this last last episode, right. and everyone is talking about it now. I figured we might as well go ahead and get it over with. Um, Jada Pinkett Smith took herself to the. Um, the red table. She, she planted herself at the red table. Now, while I have yet to see the entire episode, I've seen what everyone else has seen. Um, uh, and th- that word, um, entanglement. Yes. Decided we were going to take our space and what happened. Yeah. And then I got into an entanglement with August. An entanglement with August. An entanglement with August. An entanglement. An entanglement. An entanglement. With August. Let's go. The jokes have been plentiful. As we watch this video, you can just hear it in Will's voice. Entanglement, bitch, really? That's that's how you describe it. You can't just say affair. You can't just say you were smashing. Right. You can't. I, I gave the young boy some. You can't just say that. You, it's an entanglement. Okay. All right. She said, from from what I've seen so far, she said everything that we said last week. Basically, she got into got into a situationship with 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 young boy. Um, he caught feelings. Thought he was there to be the main because he said that he I, he thought he was going to replace well, and she was like, "Nah, that's not happening." And he Never. stopped talking to her. That's not <laughs> happening ever, bro. But he thought that. And 
it's it's clear. And like I said, it looked like he was hurt, and he clearly was. But she uh, she was trying to clear his name from being a home wrecker. That he's not, because that was what his thing was too. I don't want to make it seem like I'm a home wrecker, because he said that he had. August said that he had a conversation with Will and had his blessing. Even if he did, Will would never admit to that. What man is going to admit to saying, "I bro, smashed my wife"? No. There was, and and you know, the the clips that I've, I have to, I don't, I don't want to, but I got to sit down and watch this red table talking to hear the everything in context. But you know, they said they were on a, they were separated, amicably separated, and quietly. And she got into their relationship with with, with young boy. I'm mean, keep calling him young boy because he's like 20. Look at this. This how I feel about all of that. She's saying, see that face. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's how I feel about all that she's saying. And that's the face. That's it right there. And you can see in his eyes too. Like he was hurt. Like. He was hurt. He had, he had the, you know, yeah, it, it, and I'm sure it was embarrass, embarrassing. For sure. You know, you know what I'm saying? But in any case, that again, I reiterate, whatever they had going on, whatever agreements were or were not made, it's their business. Have at it. Fair enough. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's, it's, it's just, we said it before, young boy violated the side piece uh, uh, rules. So I talked to one about. of my homegirls about it, and she was telling me we. It was before the red table thing happened, and we was talking about it. And uh, she's she's like my go to. Like if I if I die tomorrow, she'll be the person to come in the house and hide all the porn. Right? Like that's <laughs> <laughs> that's gotcha. my ride or die. So she she okay. always gives me a different perspective. And she says she kind of felt for the dude. She's like. He he was young. Uh, he had probably never experienced a woman like Jada, uh, who put that thing on him just on some and, and never will powerful woman type shit. Right. Um, and he got caught up. Like he probably really really got caught up. And when she was telling me that, I was like, if I were twenty two, I would have got caught up too. I'd have been yeah. caught up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's fair. I mean. And and then so that goes to my, you know my other point. Why did she mess with such a young dude? Like her kids are the same age. She probably picked that dude because she felt like nothing would ever come of it. Um, For God's sake, her son introduced them. <laughs> That's a friend of your son. There's a picture. There's a picture of all four of them: Jada, August, Willow, and Jaden. In a picture together, and you can read the expressions on their face. I, I did a post about it. It's clear she's she got this little smirk, like yeah, bitch, I still got it. August is sending like I can't believe I'm smashing this. Willow is looking <laughs> like oh, they're so cute together, and Jane is like God damn, this nigga's fucking my mom. So I can't believe this. <laughs> oh my god, but it's now, crazy. She it it makes me think of something though. What's that? What if that was flipped around? What oh, if Will was smashing a girl that age and took a picture and all this shit was Will and not Jada? Would, would the world call him creepy? Absolutely. He'd be canceled. How dare you do that to that young, impressionable mind and this and that and why yes. you mess with women your own age and da-da-da-da and you had around your kids and da-da-da-da. She could be your daughter. Not all. 
all of that. The power dynamic means that she couldn't choose and make decisions. Yeah, mm-hmm. that shit's not cool. That's yeah. not cool. But it's it's a it's never equal. It's never no. equal. Absolutely ever. Not. I mean, just think about all the teachers that smash their students. They don't really. I mean, after they go to jail. <laughs> You don't really hear people beating up on the te- as much as it would be if it were a man doing there the same thing. There was a teacher. Thing. I'm not going to say her name. Uh, I would have been perfectly okay if she took advantage of me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Boy, she was... It was... I'll put it to you this way. I don't remember what class she taught. It was just that Damn. hard to focus. She was so bad. Oh my God. And it wasn't this, like, was, this is high school. This is high school. Okay. Every dude in the high school, even the teachers, was just like, oh my God. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Pert Miss Purdy. <laughs> it wasn't even right. It oh, wasn't man. fair. I'd have been like, yeah. all right, you you fine. But now, right, did you so, have, were there any rumors of that shit like in your school when you was in high school any of that shit happening like teachers nah nah, nah no teachers never with never with the teachers there was always you know you always heard about <laughs> even back in junior high school there was students that found a you know vacant staircase that no one ever used and was down getting busy I didn't find out about it until yeah bleachers staircases shout out to all my 308 fans <laughs> You know, you know what staircase that is. Um, IS three hundred eight in Brooklyn. Yeah, everybody knows that staircase. I never had an episode in the staircase, by the way. I just I wasn't that kind of kid yet in junior high school. When I got to high school, it was a little different. I I came into my own a little bit better, but anyway. uh, and you uh, came into somebody else's too. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have a story, but I, you know what? I'm a, I'm a hold on to this story because this. <laughs> tell it, yeah. It's, it's uh, uh, old, old girlfriend. Um, you know what? I'll skip that one for right now. Uh, fair enough. Right now. The name. Uh, this story has been altered to protect the names of the innocent. Because I want to say, her, I want to say her name. But I don't know where she is in life, and I, you know, it's, yeah. <laughs> there are always a number of stories that roll through my brain, and I'm like, mm, I don't want to put them out there like that. Even if I don't say names, people can piece it together. Yeah, you know, they'll yeah. figure out the time and it, me and the location, and they'll be like, "Oh, that was Susie," and I, I can't right. put people on blast like that. <laughs> Susie calling. God damn, Mike. Damn. <laughs> Um, so you sent me you sent me a story um, this week about NBC wanting to um, blacken up their staff. Yeah, so I, I think the the gist of the story was NBC Universal is committed to making their staff like fifty percent of their staff would be minorities. Sounds great. That bugs me. Why so? Because. It's trying to hit the quota, just trying to hit the quota means that you're going to overlook some shit, right? If you don't have 50 percent 
qualified motherfuckers, then you shouldn't have a 50% minority staff. Now, here's how I look at that, because I've seen a lot of companies kind of come at this and they say, well, um, if we have a 50% staff, then things are equal. And that's not necessarily true. Um, if you say we will be committed to seeking out interviewing and providing equal opportunity to minority groups, then I'm okay with that. But a motherfucker mm-hmm. might get the job and not be qualified and get it just because he's black or Asian or Latino. And I don't know if you've ever worked with a motherfucker that don't know their job. That's irritating as fuck. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, so okay, I, 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 hear, I, I see your point, but I've heard that argument from uh, uh, bigots as well. They say the same shit. Like, you know, uh, you're just going to hire because he's black and da 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 da. Now, now, full disclosure, I got into radio because of um, what was it? Um, uh, 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 oh my god! Affirmative action. Affirmative action. I got into it because of because of affirmative action. I didn't know that there was a lane for me in radio. Okay. Right out of high school. I didn't, I had no idea. So had it not been for that, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today. You know what I mean? I took to it and I've stayed with it almost 30 years at this point. You know what I mean? So all, all of my adult life, just put it that way. So, um, for, to reach out and to grab people and pull them in and expose them to this, you know, that line of work of broadcast, whatever, you may get some people that, you know, that are unqualified, but you may get some entry level people that take it seriously and propel and go and 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 maneuver their way up. You know, now, if you look at it that way, I don't I don't, th- I don't see I don't have a problem with it. I don't see it as a problem because there's going to be there's going to be unqualified people, black or white. Either, either way. Sure. There are people that have gotten jobs as favors and suck and make everyone's life miserable miserable because <laughs> they don't know their goddamn job. Yeah, fucking or, nepotism. I, I, you know, I had a PD that just was terrible at her job. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said sex, but fuck it, it's out there. Terrible at her fucking job. Nobody really <laughs> liked her. Um, but she had been working in in broadcast. I'm not saying she didn't know anything. She was just terrible at her job. Right, you know what I'm saying? Sucks. You're gonna right. You're gonna get that. I don't see. I there's no. I don't see. I don't see any way to really avoid that part. Part of it. But I think you exasperate it when you make the primary qualifying factor race, right? Not how smart you are, how good you are, whatever. And I think, and, and I, I agree with your point, but I think a whole lot of that can be filtered out in the hiring practices, right? So deal with the discrimination level on the selection, deal with the discrimination on the selection level, right? Okay, Not okay. the actual hiring. If, if I look at your, um, your list of applicants and people that you uh, interview for a position and a none of them people of color, that's a problem, right? Because I find it hard to believe that there's no one of color that's qualified. Equally, I find it hard to believe that 50% of your team is qualified just because. Now, if if through um, 
uh, more liberal hiring practices, and I hate to use the word liberal, but more, and I hate to use the word inclusive, but I guess inclusive works through more inclusive hiring practice mm-hmm. practices. If your team turns out to be 50%, then I think that's a warranted 50%. But just to look and say you, because you're black, I kind of got a problem with that. Um, now, I, I, I don't know. I would like to think that every job I've gotten, I've got no merit. Um, there's one of them in my head that I'm like, yeah, they probably hired me because I'm black. Um, but that was, I think that was earlier on in my career. And then I established the name for myself and so on. Right. But had you not, I mean, again, back to my point, I think a lot of it has to do with giving people opportunities. For sure. You know what I'm saying? You know, but see, to me, that's the difference. There's a, there's, um, equality and opportunity which I think everybody should have, but I don't think that necessarily can be shown in equality of outcome, right? Fair. You can have equal opportunity and fuck that up, or you can have equal opportunity and take complete advantage of it. But if you have equal opportunity and fuck that up, but then you're given some shit just so we can have um, equality of outcome, actually it's not fair to the people who work hard as fuck. It's like, oh, all I got to do is be black and show up. Well, fuck, I'm not going to do nothing. It's a, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's definitely, uh, definitely a gray area because I think there are people that may, I mean, I can think of a couple of people off, offhand that I've, I've come into, you know, come into, I've worked with in, in radio that were looking for an opportunity, right? And hadn't been given an opportunity for long stretches of time and finally get in and they're hungry to try to get, you know. Right. So, and and then, and, the, and those are the people, like I said, that, you know, that work their way up and, you know, take it, take the ball and run with it. 100%. Sometimes you just don't, you don't know, you don't know what you don't know. Right. And so, if you, if you're bringing people in, if you're hiring people in with the intention of, let me expose you to this and let me train you on how to, I, I think, that, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't and it's up because, because then it's up to that individual uh, to uh, to take it seriously and and maneuver on. You know what I'm saying? I, and, and, I, and I agree one thousand percent. In fact, when I hire, I um I don't necessarily look at all of the qualifications. Right? I'll look and say, okay, what have you done that makes you able to do some part of this job? But then gotcha. after that. I look at how hungry you were. The last person I hired, and ironically, she, it turned out she and I were from the same um, area. We went to the same high school, but had no idea about this until she got hired. Right, right. She was the least qualified for that position. She had never done anything in that, in that field before. But she showed up. She put together a marketing plan. She put together... Uh, um, PowerPoint deck pitch about herself and her skill set. She um, pulled me to the side and spoke to me like she's considerably younger than me, but she spoke to me with like poise and posture like an adult. And she just was hungry, bro. And I was like, okay, that's who I want. That's who I want. Cause I can teach her what she doesn't know, but I can't teach somebody hunger. Right. Um, so no, I, to to your point, right. I'm 100 uh, percent on board with 
kind of getting somebody, giving them an opportunity and grooming them. My theory is that you, you get the op to people who seek the opportunity. You bring them aboard, you groom them. Some of them will work out. Some of them won't. But if the company has a 50% quota, it has to be 50% motherfuckers. How you going to get rid of the ones that don't work out? You get rid of the ones that don't work out. <laughs> and hire another black one. <laughs> you bring another one in. Like, okay, well, this you didn't work out. You didn't take this seriously. There's somebody else we can put. Like they always told us as we coming up, there's somebody else that want to be in your seat. Remember when uh, Mary Catherine said that? All the time. She said that shit. She was like, yo, if if they could kill you for your job, you'd be dead, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> There's always somebody that want to get, you know. That was real. Very real. Very, very no, real. I, so. I mean, for me, I think I'm definitely all for um, the equality opportunity. I'm all for giving people a chance and exposing them. I, I believe they should be in every field. I think there should be. um uh, mentorship, internship, apprenticeship programs. I, I was I had a conversation with a guy the other day who worked. He's works with unions and and um, sheet metal workers and all of that. And I was really impressed that he started a, um, a nonprofit to go into inner cities and get these kids and help them get their driver's license, help them get all of their paperwork, and then put them in apprenticeship programs to learn trades, and then after that, help them get job placement. Man, that kind of shit is, is priceless. I think that that's the opportunity that we need. And I mean, and you have to also factor in people later in life, changing yes. careers. You know what I mean? There's a lot of there's, there's a lot of people, they, they look to young people, obviously because they're the future, but there are some, they're still, you know, um, older adults sure. that want to get into a field or, you know, may have interest in a field or have some uh, uh, experience, life experience and, and work experience adjacent to a particular job that's just never worked in the field before. Yeah. So being, you know, being open to give people like that, you know, opportunities as well. It's, I think it's, um, I think it's important. I, like I said, I don't have a problem with it and I, I think it will work out because, the, you know, the people the people that take it seriously will will be there. One hundred percent. The cream will rise to the top. And I always it hear that in my head. Absolutely, absolutely. I know what you're gonna be about. I don't care.